This episode of the Global Franchise Podcast is brought to you by Expense Reduction Analysts, delivering cost optimization solutions to help international businesses survive and thrive. For more information, visit expensereduction.com. Welcome to the Global Franchise Podcast, your essential companion when navigating the complex world of international franchising. I'm Kieran McLoon, editor for Global Franchise Magazine. The ultimate goal is to all act as one team, to get franchisee and franchisor working together as one team, not being competitive with each other, to really try to be one team working together for the good of everybody. And it sounds pretty altruistic, but you can do it. And I think we have done it. Uh, it's never perfect because no human is perfect, but you know, we try real hard. Our guest today is a franchising veteran in more ways than one. Steve White is the COO and president of Prime Customers with Integrity, then look no further. My uh, ticket to college was an army scholarship. And so I, I was really in the army to fulfill my obligations, one as a patriot, but two as as a repayment for my scholarship. It's an obligation I incurred when I took the scholarship. And so, you know, I owed the army four years. I did six and uh, they were very kind to offer me an opportunity to stay for the whole career. But I never really saw myself um, as a career military officer. I, I just saw myself fulfilling my obligation and then picking a time to get out and begin my business career. And it, it just seemed like the right time. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if you could go back now, Steve, and give yourself one piece of advice at the beginning of your franchising journey all those years ago, um, what would that be? Uh, That would be, don't believe the people who tell you that your military experience does not translate to business. Okay. I encountered a lot of people at the beginning of my career who said, yeah, what you did in the military doesn't count for anything in business. None of those skills transfer they could not have been more wrong. For sure. And uh, so I'm really glad that I didn't listen to that advice and I forged ahead anyway. And I found out that almost everything I learned as a young army officer was incredibly useful to me in business. I imagine we could do an entire separate um, podcast episode on that. But what would you say are some of the, the main takeaways, the kind of transferable skills that you picked up in those early years? Well, you know, as a, as a young mechanized infantry officer, my life was all about planning operations, training, conducting operations, modifying on the fly, even though we would lay out the best possible plans. Once once we engaged or started something, you had to move and adjust to the situation. You know, it was about, uh, it was about budgeting. It was enormously about honor and integrity and the offense and defense of, of uh, actions within the Army are to me translated right to marketing. So all of those things translated to business for me, planning operations, marketing, budgeting. And and we talk about the functional things a lot of times, but also the character traits of, you know, as a young army officer, you're expected to place honor and integrity at the very top of the heap. And what could be more important between in a, uh, in a relationship between franchisee and franchisor than honor and integrity. Um, if you don't have those, things go sour pretty quickly with a group of franchisees. So they're all enormously beneficial to me. 
Yeah, for sure. And if we um, if we jump on now to Steve to your kind of current role, um, executive role with PuroClean, um, I know that you're a big advocate uh, for a servant leadership kind of style, which is something that um, is quite prevalent among a lot of the uh, top industry executives that we've spoken to over the past year. Um, but how would you say, Steve, that you embody this servant leadership style when guiding the PuroClean brand, both over kind of the difficult period, let's say, over the past couple of years, but also how are you going to embody that moving forwards into 2022? Yeah, you know, there's there's a um, there's a saying that's talk the talk and walk the talk. <laughs> right. And I think you have to do both of those things. I think you got to talk the talk. I think you have to be talking about these principles in your business all the time. There are people coming and going from every organization all the time. So if you're not if you're not verbalizing these things, the new people aren't hearing them. So at the risk of sometimes boring some of the longtime staffers, franchisees, etc., you got to keep hitting these principles all the time. And then when you see them play out in front of you every day, you have to point that out. You have to say, see what that person just did. That's servant leadership. See what what last week. My advisory council was here in South Florida to meet with us. And I said, one of our principles is active collaboration, right? And I said, there is no better example of active collaboration than what we are doing in these two days. So you can't assume that they know. you got to point it out. And, and when people see it happening in front of them every day and then they hear you point it out and connect those dots, then they get it and they and they see the value of, of being that way. And um, you know, the ultimate goal is to all act as one team, to get franchisee and franchisor working together as one team, not sides against each other, not Z versus or not not being competitive with each other. To really try to be one team working together for the good of everybody. And it sounds pretty altruistic, but you can do it. And I think we have done it. Uh, it's never perfect because no human is perfect, but, you know, we try real hard. Yeah, I can certainly see what you mean with the effectiveness of pointing it out in that sense, because certain things like servant leadership almost become buzzwords to certain brands where they're thrown around. So as you say, it's great to actually be like, look, this is a concrete example of what we're talking about here um, to help people who maybe, as you say, aren't really as familiar with that. Um, Beyond servant leadership, Steve, what do you think are some of the other attributes that um, have really helped you throughout your career and are something that uh, every franchisor should kind of strive to um, to exemplify today? Well, I mentioned honor and integrity earlier. I think that's super important. I think uh, even early in my career, I used to tell people, I think the average franchisee can smell insincerity at a distance of about 50 miles <laughs> and it never plays well. So, you know, be sincere about the things that you're doing. That's that's really important. And your honesty and integrity is, is really important. And I, your ability to communicate. What do I have in this franchise life? My assets are my character, my track record, my relationships. Those are all built through character traits, through my ability to communicate effectively with staff, with franchise owners. Uh, you know, that that's to me, those things are super important for success. And um, when we're talking about integrity, Steve, despite PuroClean now growing to beyond 360 franchisees, I read that you still endeavor to interview and speak with each and every new prospective franchisee that's going to join your team to ensure that they're a good fit for what you want out of PuroClean. What do you look for in those initial conversations when you have them with those prospective franchisees? 
Um, by the way, I also do it with employees. Right. Nobody gets an offer to join our team as an employee until they've had a, a sit down with me. And, and I don't do that to evaluate their talent. Right. I, they have, I have other executives that could do that. I do it to set culture at the beginning. And I do the same thing with prospective franchisees. I talk to them about the culture. What am I looking for is I'm looking for somebody that wants to build a substantial enterprise. In other words, it's not enough just to replace a job, right? I don't want somebody who in our, in our business is not location specific, except for warehouses, right? We don't have a retail location or anything like that. I want somebody who wants to build a separate or build a significant enterprise way beyond being behind the wheel of the truck every day, going out and, and conducting our business. They need to, they need to have a vision to build something significant and, those are the people who really do well in our system. That wasn't the target when I joined the company eight years ago. I changed it within the first 60 days. And it's looking back now, it's just been an amazing ride. And we we have all we have people who have those big visions, right? And now it's coming home to roost as they're growing. Um, they're wanting to grow to more than one office or one franchise location, right? And so they're, they're investing in multiple and, and we had, we weren't set up that way. We had to figure out a way to do that, to accommodate them. But we said, we wanted people with a vision for growth. We got those people, they grew up to a certain level. And then they said, I want more. We had to figure out how to do that. And, um, and now we have uh, more than 40 franchise owners who have at least two units. And I don't think there's any greater compliment to a franchisor than a good, successful franchisee who wants to double down on their investment in your concept. Definitely. Yeah, that's a, one of the best examples of, um, of success, uh, definitely. Um, just while we're on that note of having those um, very important one-to-ones with people who join your team, Steve, um, what about the flip side to that? Are there any kind of red flags that you think have popped up where you think immediately, oh, this person may not be suitable for, uh, for the Puro Clean team? If somebody's just really focused on a, let's say, a technical job, right, or or whatever their job description might be, that's what I want to do. That's all I want to do. Don't ask me to do anything outside of that. It's not going to work on our team, right. right? We we have a monthly support team meeting. We in that meeting we name a team member of the month, and I call that award the award for the person who most willingly disregards the confines of their job description to get done what needs to get done to serve a franchisee today or to help a fellow team member serve a franchisee today. And that's how all, all the nominations come in. I don't, I don't nominate them. I, my staff nominates people for that award. And then I, I get to look at, there's always a preponderance of, of uh, nominations toward one or two people. And then I, I get the luxury of picking who the ultimate winner is but just reading the nominations every month is is an amazing experience for me. And you see that play out. And then I, I read those nominations back to the team. So they're hearing themselves say, this is what I consider a great fellow team member, right? They're going to get the reserve parking spot for the, the next month, right? I, I'm the president of the brand, I don't have a reserve parking spot, but the team member of the month does, and they get to hear all those nominations and it just things like that reinforce what you're looking to build within the team. 
Yeah, I guess that comes back to the um, initial point you made about kind of the, you know, the things that leadership uh, leaders should do. Highlighting those examples is just, again, really actualizing these quite nebulous, um, abstract ideas about what is success and what is leadership and really, you know, narrowing that down for your team. Um, something you mentioned, of course, we touched upon, Steve, uh, is that you were a military veteran previous to PuroClean, and you've always been an advocate for veteran franchise ownership. Um, how do you promote this through for, uh, Puro Clean's franchisee recruitment strategy, how do you bring veterans into the fold? I am a big advocate for it. You're right. Uh, matter of fact, I am currently the chair of the International Franchise Association's Vet Fran Committee, Veterans and Franchising Committee, right. which is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. And uh, so, how do we do it through our company? Um, we have an initiative inside called Puro Vet, and uh, we offer a discount on our or franchise fee, but I think a lot of companies do that today. Um, we talk a lot about our successful military veterans within the company, and we point them out all the time, and um, and, and we try and celebrate them. Um, we have our longest standing franchisee is from Southern California, and it was a husband and wife team, and the husband passed away a year and a half ago. And they've been franchise owners since, I think, 1993. And uh, he was a military veteran. He was 101st Airborne in Vietnam, decorated, Purple Heart, all these things. And and uh, and so we have, like many organizations, we have a we have a uh, challenge coin, like many military organizations do. And uh, so we cast a new coin in honor in memory of that gentleman when he passed away. His name is Tom Lanyon. And so it's now known as the Tom Lanyon Puro Vet coin. And at convention this year, which we did live and had record attendance, uh, at convention this year, we uh, we brought uh, Tom's son and daughter-in-law on stage and presented them with the first coin. We invited all the other military veterans who are in attendance to come forward and receive a, a new coin. and. You know, we took pictures of it. We write about it internally. Uh, we really celebrate it. But we talk a lot about why we think military veterans make such good franchise owners because it reinforces it within that group. It helps us to see that target when we're recruiting them. Um, we talk about it in our Meet the Team Day presentations. It's something that I talk about. I talk about uh, PuroVet and what it means to us and why we think military veterans are good for our business. And I think the military veterans who are considering our concept hear us talking about those things and they see it and they understand that it will be attractive. Generally speaking, military veterans make really good franchisees regardless of concept, but there's there's a couple elements of our concept that make it even more special. And so we, we try and um, talk about those things and we just find a natural attraction. And, you know, we go out every time we have an opportunity to speak publicly about it. When we're at uh, franchise opportunity shows, we make sure that we're talking about it and uh, that we've got some signage about it so that people know. And it's been pretty successful for us. We'd like more, but that's what everybody says about franchise recruitment. We want more. There's now just over a month left to enter the Global Franchise Awards 2022, which have an entry deadline of January 20th, 2022. 
If you don't want to miss out on the chance of being crowned leader in your franchise category, then make sure to head over to globalfranchise.com forward slash awards and enter today. Yeah, no, it certainly sounds, Steve, like you're very actively involving veterans, which is really great to hear. Um, I wanted to speak with you as well about another big talking point at the minute, which is this um, labor shortage, which has hit every kind of business possible, the franchise industry in particular, and even beyond that, the QSR industry in particular is really struggling to find staff at the moment. But I wondered, Steve, for Puro Clean, where you guys are more in the property home services sector, have you been hit as hard by what people are dubbing as the, the great resignation at the moment? Yeah, I think harder. Oh, okay. I think harder. You know, I was on a call recently um, where that was a topic of discussion. There was somebody representing hotel franchising, somebody representing um, QSR. There was somebody representing fitness centers, and they were talking about how difficult it is to recruit people to work in their businesses. And I, my response was, I understand that. I 100% understand how challenging it is. And if you think it's challenging to recruit people to work in your pristine facility, imagine my franchisees trying to recruit people to suck raw sewage out of somebody's basement <laughs> on a cold day. That's really <laughs> tough recruiting. <laughs> so it's been really, really hard for us, right? We're, we're um, offering a lot of money for people to come and start with us, with our franchises. And uh, it, it's been a challenge. The answer for us, the I don't think we've found the answer, but the best, most effective answer um, that we've come upon so far is what we already talked about. It's the culture. If the culture is good, right? We, if the culture is good, it's attractive to people. People want to be here. I have very little turnover on the pure clean support team. The culture is so strong that it's attractive to people. And, um, and, and people ask me how I recruit, and I say, I tell the other really good people that are part of our team that we have an opening for somebody new as we're growing, and they bring people who are like them, and they bring people who they think are going to be good for our organization, people that they're going to want to work alongside every day, and we get to choose from those good people. It's tougher for our franchisees than it is for us as a support team. But the same is still true. Um, and the opposite stands up as well. So just before we began this podcast, I was in a call with another executive here. And we were talking about a, a franchise owner who has experienced really significant growth, but he could be experiencing more growth. He's so hard on his employees that they leave him. And so he's making a hard job harder. Um, and he's got to... He's very aggressive and he's, uh, that's good to see, but you have to learn the people management side of it too. You gotta, you know, people dismiss the soft skills. I think of any business so quickly and those soft skills are what get people to one, stay with us and to attract other good people like them to join us and fuel our growth. We, we have to do a better job paying attention to those things. Yeah, well, here's hoping as we move into the new year that that kind of sense of culture that you guys have really fostered is um, outweighs maybe people's apprehensions about the, uh, as you said, you know, sucking up all the sewage um, and the the more nitty gritty side of the job. Um, my my final question for you, Steve, is just on that note of moving into 2022. Um, 
I imagine we've kind of covered it over the the course of this episode, but what do you think is the most important skill that um, all franchising professionals can learn and acquire to kind of start next year out on the right foot? To me, the new skill is a new and better level of communication. Okay. That's the new skill, right? We've, we have so many more opportunities to communicate with franchisees, with employees than we had 10, 15, 20 years ago. And it feels like collectively we've just picked them all up and used them as shotguns and we're just peppering people with communications, right? We, in my, I mentioned my advisory council in the same meeting a year ago, we were on the topic of communications and franchise owners claiming, I haven't seen this. I don't know where to find that, et cetera. And one of the investors in my company was sitting next to me and he leaned in and he said, it sounds like we need to do more communications. And I said, actually, that's not the problem. The problem now is that we produce more communications than any franchisee could possibly consume in a year. And so we've overwhelmed them with communications and it's, and it's coming at them and it is literally overwhelming to them. And they're in the midst of a very busy day, right? We're an emergency services business. So when, when the call comes, we got to go. And that franchise owner is very often on the run doing things. If we don't make it very easy, very elegant for them to consume our communications. And, and so we've got to stop shooting them with shotguns, right? It reminds me of years ago, I was, um, I was pheasant hunting. And, uh, you know, if you've ever been pheasant hunting, you hear it before you see it, right? The pheasant takes off and you hear this flurry of wings and you, you wheel with the shotgun and you, you try and shoot them uh, before they get out of range. And I heard it, I heard one, but I didn't see them. And what I later learned was that he was in a gully not too far away from me. So I heard the flapping when he was actually below me and he was coming up. Well, as soon as I saw him, several seconds had ticked off. And as soon as I saw him, I pulled the trigger. When what I learned when I dropped that that uh, pheasant in a crock pot later was that there are all kinds of little <laughs> little pellets in that thing that had nothing to do with killing him. I shot the shotgun at too close a range, and he was just peppered with those things. Right. So sorry for a little <laughs> bit of a graphic description there, but what I'm trying to communicate is that is that we do that to franchisees with communication sometimes. You know, we're shooting all this stuff at them. Oh, I do videos now. Oh, uh, you know, I have a blog. I write a blog now. I got, all, I got all these different ways that I'm communicating with you. And we're over-communicating with them. And we need, we need to understand how they receive the communications better. We need to, to find ways to give them opportunities to say, here's how I really like to consume information when it's coming from you. Because that, that, they're consuming our information, our communications is what powers us all together, right? We're, we're communicating these things because we think it's going to help our company grow and thrive and, uh, and be more effective at what we're doing. And if they're not receiving those things, those things aren't happening. So we got to figure that out. It's a new skill to me. It's not just blasting it out. Look, I got a studio where we, we do videos and we do audios and we do group calls and we do regional calls and we do specific purpose calls for national accounts, for software, for all these different things. We have, you know, we have a day, a weekly e-bulletin. We've got a quarterly magazine. 
But what I'm hearing from my franchisees is you have to learn to communicate more precisely. You got to put down a shotgun and pick up a rifle and you got to touch me in the way I want to be touched with that communication. And for us, the new skill there is, is not the general point of communications. It's the, it's the specific point of communications that are communicated in a way where the franchisee can receive them and consume them in the course of their already extremely busy day. That's what we're all about this year. That's, that's going to be a huge step forward for PuroClean. And I, I believe we have some very good plans to do it. That's going to take some months to put it in place. But we came out of our meetings last week really excited about it and feeling like we're on a good track. And that when we get these in place, it's just going to make us stronger, right? We're we're on a mission to build a world-class brand. We don't, not necessarily on a mission to build the biggest, but we want to build a really good world-class brand. And that takes all of us working in unison as one team. And and what the glue to all of that is good communication. Yeah, well, I think that's the the perfect note to end on there, Steve. It's a very important um, attribute that brands can take away. And as you say, it's it's interesting because a lot of brands kind of strive for, I suppose, open and clear communication, and they get the open part of it by constantly communicating with their franchisees, but they're losing the clarity, as you say, by kind of clouding it with too many points of contact. So um, that's a uh, yeah, really interesting uh, take on the whole franchisee franchise or dynamic um thank you very much again steve for joining us today and looking forward to seeing what's next from puro clean as we move into 2022 thanks for having me that was fun our entire conversation with steve could be boiled down to two essential skills honor and integrity whether it's when Steve is speaking with prospective new hires for PuroClean or he's helping his franchisees to navigate the great resignation, it seems that integrity is the invaluable tool in showing what your brand is really about. People can easily see through insincerity, so 2022 will be all about honesty and communication. On that note of communication, it was really interesting to hear Steve's take on how brands need to deliver information to their teams moving forward. The scattergun approach of utilizing all channels at once simply doesn't work for most people, so carefully honing how and when you update your franchisees or employees will be more effective than a constant stream of information. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Has your industry been affected by the great resignation? And what are you doing to try and combat this challenge? Make sure to let us know. If you like the podcast, subscribe and recommend it to your friends and colleagues. Or even better, leave a review or a simple rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your pods. To keep up to date with franchise news and have it put into context by the global franchise experts, subscribe to the magazine, hit us up at globalfranchisemagazine.com and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn today.